0: Today, we'll be talking about random anxiety episodes. We're going to be answering a listener's question. Lynn has sent in a question via email, and we'll be getting right to that. All right, let's get on with the show. Here's Lynn's question. Hi, Gina. First, I want to thank you for all the work you do with your podcast. I listen to your podcast daily, which really seems to keep me on an even keel, even if the subject you are speaking about doesn't apply to me directly. I have a suggestion for a show for you, especially since I am realizing that I am not the only one that has this issue. First, a little background on myself. I had my first panic attack when I was 20 years old, and I have been dealing with anxiety and panic for 13 years now. I have anxiety and panic attacks in certain situations that would be considered, quote, normal for people with panic disorders, i.e. going to new places, standing in line, traveling, etc. Although I also suffer from seemingly random panic attacks that come out of nowhere. I could be sitting at my desk at work, feeling okay one second, then an intense wave of panic washes over me for no apparent reason. I've also had panic attacks just walking across the yard to the garage. I wasn't even planning on leaving, just going to grab something. When they happen, I always feel dizzy and lightheaded with the feelings of swaying while I'm walking and just the overall feeling that something is not right. I would like some more input on the random episodes with no forewarning and maybe some tips on how to cope with these. Also, I have been seeing a psychologist for the last few months trying to get a handle on my situation, but do you think some of your coaching would help me as well? Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your letter, Lynn. Your email really is a common concern. And so I appreciate that you put it out there so that we can address it for everyone to hear. It's a great question. Thanks again for sending, in, sending it in and for your kind words. And let me answer your last question first. Absolutely. Coaching is really helpful in that It is you and I dealing with your specific issues. Everything we talk about here is kind of general and it's for everyone and or some things may not pertain to certain people, but when we coach, it is specific what is happening with you And it's really helpful for a lot of people to be able to get that out of themselves and to be able to discuss it with a coach and actually move on from it. So certainly let us know that you're interested in coaching and we'll give you some direction on how to get on the phone for a free 15 minute call, a little discussion to see how we can, if I am right for you and if you are right for me and, um, that, Make sure we're really on the same page. All right, Lynn, let's get down to business here because this is a great question. One of the things I make sure everybody has done prior to uh, going and just looking at everything that's happening as anxiety is make sure that you've had a re- relatively recent physical and that your physician has no health issues for you to be looking at or addressing that are dangerous or need Uh, you know, need you to be focusing on them right now. Most physicians are really pretty clear on whether what you have going on needs medical attention or if it could be your anxiety. So with that cleared out of the way, We can start to look at the feelings of anxiety, panic that come out of nowhere. And that can be so challenging, as you say in your email, Lynn, uh, that you're actually, and that you're looking for a way to cope with feelings that came with no forewarning. I know it's really great the way that you split that up. There are often standing in line or traveling, you almost are expecting it, right? You kind of know, you're even nervous before you go and do it. But these ones where you're just walking across the yard or at your desk and all of a sudden it is there, like where did it come from? Now, interestingly enough, As those of us who have worked with clients with anxiety panic and those of us who have suffered with it ourselves, we know that these attacks don't really come out of the blue, Um, but that we are, we're not really, we're not cognizant of the subtle changes or the stressors uh, that are fueling the fire. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now, a while back, I don't remember what year this was done, but there was a study that was done at Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. And what they did was they monitored anxiety panic patients for 24 hours. They gave them these fanny packs with all of their, they hooked them up to all kinds of things and they carried these fanny packs around with them and they went about their daily activities and the patient would hit a panic button Once they knew they were having a panic attack, once a panic attack was occurring, they would press this button. And the monitors over these 24 hours showed waves of significant physiological instability for at least 60 minutes before the patients had awareness of the panic attack and pressed the button. Now that's a long time, right? 60 minutes. There were signs of significant physiological instability. The portable recorders were monitoring respiration, heart rate, and other bodily functions. What they found was not surprising, but it was very telling. Like I said, those of us who have been working with people with anxiety panic for a long time, you know that these things don't come out of the blue, But what is it that's happening and and why did we not get signals, right? Now back to our study. The study found that the patients were cognitively unaware of things that they were physically highly sensitive to. So here it is. We've got our, we're not having, we're not cognizant of what's happening, but we're highly sensitive physically. They found in the hour prior to the panic attack, there was a lot of physiological instability. These particular instabilities were not present at other times during the patient's day. The patients reported the panic attacks as unexpected, lacking awareness of either an oncoming attack or of their changing physiology. The study went on to say that the changes don't seem to enter the patient's awareness. Our listener Lynn mentioned that she had attacks at expected or normal anxiety times, such as going to new places, standing in line, traveling, etc. And these in the study were called uh, expected or cued situations. Lynn also described the unexpected or unaware panic attack just as in the study by just sitting at her desk or walking across her yard. The study found that while the patient felt something horrible must be happening or something awful must be wrong with them, the data showed only subtle changes. Nothing extreme, either when they were okay, when things were just going about their day, not hitting the panic button, or when they were in panic. Let me say that again. The study found that while the patient felt something horrible must be wrong with them, the data showed only subtle changes. Nothing extreme, either when they were in panic or when they were okay. Nothing extreme was happening. But that the patient's could feel this on a very, they felt this very strongly. It built up, and then they felt it really strongly as the panic attack. And that is when they had the notion that something catastrophic was going on. I find it very telling that the changes are so subtle, yet that the patients are very sensitive to the changes while unaware of them. So these are very subtle changes. They're very sensitive to them, meaning that they're setting off their fight or flight hormonal reaction. They're being sent into a stress response because they're so hair-triggered that response just is set off very easily in them so easily that they are unaware of the changes that are causing that so this should bring great re- this should bring great relief to uh, everyone who is listening because the physical changes are not extreme or harmful it's just that your body your nervous system is so oversensitized that you are being sent in to a fight or flight response even with subtle physiological changes that are not even being brought to your awareness. One of the things that was noted was that the patients during a panic attack had a low level of carbon dioxide. So that shows that hyperventilation was going on, right? And you can listen to episode 212, episode 212 for more information on the hyperventilation. So what's really interesting is that awareness of the fact that you are Oversensitized, and you know we've heard, we've you know we've been talking about that. We we've known this intuitively or uh, through the stories of of patients, clients, and of myself when I was going through it. But what we didn't have was a kind of um, a knowing from a monitoring of patients that what was actually happening was not harmful or dangerous. The changes are so subtle and slight and indicate no danger, no alarm, but the very sensitized nervous system of the anxiety panic client is triggered into a panic response. It is triggered into a fight or flight response, which again does not help the nervous system, but actually keeps it in that oversensitized state. So you can see how the loop is continuing and continuing. But this is really good news because what it means is nothing dangerous is happening. And so you can bring yourself, Lynn, into a more calm state when you are able, and that's our way out, right? We need to interrupt that fear, anxiety, adrenaline, lo- fear again loop that just keeps feeding itself. Fear, adrenaline, fear, adrenaline. It goes round and around. We need to interrupt that. And again, that's why we do our practices that help keep us in a calm state that can keep us in a, a a place of healing because we can't, we don't heal when we're in the sympathetic nervous system. We heal when we are in the parasympathetic nervous system. When we are in that place of calm, that is when healing takes place. So, being able to get yourself there consciously with your awareness—you have to do it as if it was um, therapy, uh, physical therapy on, a, on your shoulder or your leg. You have to do it. It, you know, do it over and over and over again until it's working on its own. And that's what we're going to do here. We are. Dealing with a nervous system that is oversensitized and we need to let it rest and heal. Just as Claire Weeks talked about all those many, many years ago. Letting the nervous system calm down, let it heal, and then we are not so easily triggered and we'll not be experiencing these anxiety or panic attacks that seem to be coming out of the blue. Lynn, I hope this has been helpful to you and to everyone else who has this question, because it's quite common to hear this. And now for today's quote. Rather than being your thoughts and emotions, be the awareness behind them. And that's from Eckhart Tolle. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.